Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is the flood. The key text is Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Please pray with me. Almighty Father, giver and sustainer of life, Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you also for the gift of your word. Bless us today with your word and receive glory and honor to your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 reads, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Notice the use of the verb saw, which was used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, when God saw after creation that everything was good, or tov in Hebrew. Now in contrast, God was seeing wickedness, evil, or ra in Hebrew. It was as if God regretted for creating man. But did God really regret the Hebrew word translated here as regret is yinahen. The word is exclusively about emotions, a feeling of pain, sadness, or unhappiness. The word does not imply that God felt he has made a mistake for creating man, but it means that God was pained. Yet God's pain contained elements of salvation as well. God's response to the wickedness of Adam and Eve was two-sided. It contained the threat of justice, which led to destruction, as well as promises of comfort, which led to mercy and salvation for the house of Noah. Preparation for the Flood Genesis 6 verse 13 And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence, through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. The Hebrew word for the ark, teva, used in Genesis chapter 6 verse 14, is the same Egyptian word that was used for the ark in which the infant Moses was hidden in Exodus chapter 2 verse 3. Some Bible scholars have found relationships between the ark of Noah the Ark of Moses, and the Ark of the Tabernacle in Exodus chapter 25, verse 10. Just as the Ark of the Flood will permit the survival of humankind, so the Ark of the Covenant, a sign of God's presence in the midst of his people, as we see in Exodus 25, verse 22, points to God's work of salvation for his people. The phrase, Noah did, according to God's commandment, which we find in Genesis chapter 6, verse 22, concludes the preparatory section. The verb asar did, referring to Noah's action, responds to the verb asar make in God's command, which began the section as we see in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, and is repeated five times in Genesis chapter 6, verses 14 to 16. This echo between God's command and Noah's response suggests Noah's absolute obedience to what God had told him to do. 
Ellen G. White wrote in Petras and Prophets, page 92, God gave Noah the exact dimensions of the ark and explicit directions in regard to its construction. Human wisdom could not have devised a structure of so great strength and durability. God was a designer and Noah the master builder. Noah by faith did according as God had commanded him. By so doing, he and members of his household were saved. In this same manner, we are to obey God, what he says, what he wants us to do, so that we too may be saved. The event of the flood. Genesis 1 verse 7. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Noah's acts of obedience to God are likened to God's act of creation. The verb asar, make, which refers to Noah's action, is also the key word in Genesis, um, especially in the creation account, which we find in Genesis 1 verse 7, verse 16, verse 25, verse 26, verse 31, and Genesis 2 verse 2. The flood was not just about God's punishment, but also about his saving humanity. The flawed story reads like the creation story, which reminds us that the God who creates is the same God who destroys. Deuteronomy 32 verse 39. But the flawed story also conveys hope, for through the flood, God gave man an opportunity for a new start. Genesis 1 verse 7 describes what happened at creation. A separation of the waters above from the waters below. The flood, however, involved these waters uniting and then exploding beyond their borders. Genesis 7 verse 11. This shows that the flood account was a reversal of creation. There's a beautiful lesson to learn from the flood narrative. That God has destroyed the old things so that he may bring forth the new. Creation needed to be destroyed in order for there to be a new creation. In a way, the flood prefigures the future salvation of the world and the events of the end of time. John wrote in Revelation chapter 21 verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. What do you need to allow God destroy in your life today in order for you to become a new creature? Ponder over this. The end of the flood. Genesis 7 verse 23. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing, the bed of the earth. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. Genesis 7 verse 23 reveals that the flood prevailed on the face of the earth for 150 days. By the end of the period, all living things had been destroyed. What an overwhelming and comprehensive disaster. Against this background of total destruction and hopelessness, God remembered Noah and every living thing on the earth. Genesis 8 verse 1. God's remembrance is a central message or the flawed story. What does it mean that God remembered Noah? When the Bible uses the word zakah, remember, in relationship to God, it goes beyond mental exercise. It means that God determined to fulfill his promise. 
It often refers to salvation. In the context of the flood, after God remembered, he stopped the waters, Genesis 8 verse 2, so that Noah and all who were in the ark with him may leave the ark, Genesis 8 verse 16. Although the Bible does not record any direct instruction from God, it appeared that Noah was in close communication with God. Noah took the initiative and sent first a raven and then a dove to confirm the state of the flood. Finally, when the dove did not come back, he understood that the waters were dried up from the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked. There are many practical lessons to learn from Noah's behavior. The first lesson is to trust God even when he is not speaking. The second lesson is that faith does not exclude the duty to think, to seek, and to see if what we learn is true, which was what Noah did. A third lesson is that even after Noah had used his senses, he waited on God's instructions. He went out of the ark only when God finally told him to do so. Genesis 8, 15-19 For Noah knew that only then will it be safe for him and his family to leave the ark. How can you learn today to always wait on God's directives? The Covenant, Part 1, Genesis 6, verse 18. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. In contrast to the destruction that the flood brought, God established a covenant of life with Noah. Like Adam and Eve, who surely worshipped God on Sabbath, immediately after the six days of creation, Noah worshipped God through sacrifice. He offered a bond offering or a thanksgiving offering to the Lord to express his gratitude to God immediately after the flood, which marked the recreation of the world. This is a first mention in the scripture of an altar. Because of the effect of the flood, plant food was no longer available as it used to be. Therefore, God allowed humans to eat animal flesh. This change of diet generated a change in the relationship between humans and animals. In contrast to what had been between them in the original creation, in the creation account, humans and animals shared the same plant diet and did not threaten each other. In a post-flood world, the killing of animals for food entailed a relationship of fear and dread. Genesis 9 verse 2. Once they started eating each other, humans and animals, no doubt, developed a relationship quite different from what they had enjoyed in Eden. God's tolerance, however, had two restrictions. First, not all animals were proper for food. God made a distinction between the clean and the unclean animals, which was a part of the creation order. But this restriction still exists to date. And the restriction is so our good. The Covenant, Part 2. Genesis 8, verse 21. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again cause a ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. God decided to preserve life on earth. Not because humans merited it, but because of his grace. 
that God chose to preserve life during the flood showed that he never gave up on man or on the creation. Through the flood, God gave humanity a chance to start all over. He has always been a God of second chance from the origin. Forgiveness is his nature. God established a new covenant with Noah and his children. Then he set a rainbow in the sky in Genesis 9 verses 8 to 17. The phrase establish a covenant is repeated three times in Genesis 9 verse 9, verse 11, and verse 17. The word covenant resonates with the Sabbath, like the Sabbath, which is a sign between God and his children, as we see in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12, and 20, verse 20. The rainbow is a sign of a covenant, Genesis 9, verse 13, 14, and 16. Also, like the Sabbath is universal, the rainbow has a universal scope. It applies to the whole world. Just as the Sabbath is a sign of creation and is everywhere, the rainbow is also seen everywhere. Next time you see a rainbow, think about all of God's promises to you. How can the rainbow help you trust God's promises? In conclusion, Jehovah is a covenant-keeping God. Hold on to his promises by faith, and he will not fail you. Please pray with me. Almighty Father, author of truth, revealer of all things, thank you for giving us your word again. Help us to trust you and to be beneficiaries of your promises now and forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions, contributions, and prayers, please reach out to me on WhatsApp on plus 234 God bless you.